0: Hello again, Dan Jones here with another quiet talk for you today. I pray it's a blessing to you. For years now, education has been a big political topic. Politicians running for office promise to improve education, usually by spending more money. Who can be against education? We all want our children to be well educated. The question is what constitutes a good education? I think most people think of good education in terms of amassing important facts and gaining skills that will render the educated person able to earn a living for himself. In this talk, I would like to be so bold as to venture the thought that our approach to education is seriously misguided. And as you would probably guess, I'm going to base my thesis on the Bible. I've actually done some public school teaching myself in the area of music. Now I can tell you on the front end that at least in my meager experience, music was seen as sort of fluff, a little extra that mostly enabled the classroom teacher to have an hour's break. Not that there's anything wrong with them having a break, mind you. I was usually a popular guy with the other faculty members. But along the way, I sat in enough faculty meetings to at least get exposed to the way things are done, sort of how the sausage is made. Among the education terms that I was exposed to was something called scope and sequence. I think, maybe, that was about what we're going to teach and in what order, I think. But I'm no expert on modern educational methodology, so you teachers out there, go easy on me. Here's the thing. In my humble and undoubtedly correct opinion— we're leaving out the most important subject. Let me share with you God's scope and sequence. It's simply stated in Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. I like things that are shortened to the point, don't you? Simplicity is a big thing with me, maybe because... It's just I'm simple myself. I don't know. But when I see things that should be simple get too complicated, I get suspicious. So according to God, wisdom is the thing we really need to learn. The book I just quoted, Proverbs, opens with nine chapters that are mainly addressed to the young. It states its purpose right in the beginning, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Are we teaching these things to the young nowadays, wise dealing, righteousness, justice, equity, prudence? Knowledge and discretion? I don't think so. We have become totally focused on certain skills that we believe are the most important. It's almost as if education were like programming a computer. But children are not computers. They are made in God's image. They are made to bring glory to God. And to do that, they need more than technical skills. Now, I'm going to use a word here that is usually seen as kind of incendiary, although it's been used more and more lately, but I do think it's relevant. So, I'm going to give you a chance to brace yourself. Are you ready? Here goes. The Nazis were very good at math and science. There, I said it. Now, there's nothing wrong with math and science as long as they are pursued in the context Of godly wisdom. The builders of the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11 apparently had a lot of technical ability, but God was not pleased with what they did with their skills. They didn't pursue their goals in wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is seeing life from God's point of view. You know, there's a word that is being much used right now that when I hear it, I can't help but be amused. I was reading what passed as a news story the other day. It was really what they call a hit piece. The writer dismissed the person he was writing about by saying the magic word, experts. The experts say this, and so that ends the matter. What experts? Who anointed them experts? What if I have some experts who disagree with your experts? It so happens that I have an expert here that renders all of the other experts irrelevant. You guessed it. The best expert you can cite is God. It's pretty obvious that most people today are not looking to the divine expert on life for direction. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, and they certainly have some experts working there, the second leading cause of death among people between the ages of 10 and 34 is suicide. In those years when people should be excited about their future, when they should be dreaming about all they want to do and be in this world, many are coming to the conclusion that life is not worth living before life has really even begun. They're discarding that amazing gift that God gave them, the gift of life. And that is the first step on the path to true wisdom, knowing that your life is a gift of God, that he created you for a wonderful purpose. For many years in our schools, the young have been taught that we are essentially an accident. There is no overarching purpose to our existence. We are just the result of the random collision of atoms and molecules with each other. While God is not always explicitly denied in the curriculum, he is conspicuously absent. When children and young people are required to spend most of their waking hours in school, and then perhaps several hours at night doing homework, they naturally infer that their parents consider this enterprise of supreme importance in life. And when God is entirely absent, the natural inference is that he is not important. No wonder So many young people see no meaning to their lives, so they end them. I believe the only hope for our society is a return to teaching our young people that the most important thing in life is knowing God and seeing life as He sees it. Jesus said in His beautiful prayer in John chapter 17, And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Life does not consist in your academic achievement. It's not about having a high-paying job. Life is knowing God, the author of life. You will never understand life if you don't know God. Again, from Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The fear of the Lord is that wholesome awareness of the awesomeness and power and wisdom and holiness of God, that we were created by Him for His wonderful purpose, and that one day we will stand before Him to give an account of what we did with our lives. Wisdom begins with God, and only through godly wisdom can we navigate this life with its challenges and difficulties. He wants to guide us if we will let Him. You know, I'm not a great cook, it's really not my thing, but I could prepare an amazing meal under the right conditions. Suppose suppose Gordon Ramsay came to my house, and he came into my kitchen and stood over me as I prepared a meal. He told me just what ingredients to get together, how to prep them, how to combine them, season them, cook them. I could make a great meal that way. Well, that's not going to happen, but I have somebody better to help me with life. If I turn over the control of my life to God, then my life will have lasting meaning and satisfaction. I will experience those three things that everybody wants. Love, joy, and peace. St. Paul said that, Jesus Christ has become for us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Everything we need for life in this world and the next is wrapped up in that wonderful package called Jesus Christ. Much more than just academic skills, as necessary as they are, is the knowledge of God that comes through His Son, Jesus. There is nothing more important to learn in this world. Heavenly Father, how desperately we need godly wisdom in this day, in this day when it seems the fabric of society is breaking apart. There are so many, especially among the young, who really see no reason to live, no purpose to life. Oh, God, I pray that there will be a revival of godly wisdom, that there will be a return to you, Lord God, and to to the ways of God, to seeking the wisdom and the ways of God to live life in this world, Lord God, so that we might not only live in this world, but be prepared for the next life. Bless those who listen today to this talk. Fill them with your wisdom, which is Jesus himself. And it is in his name that I pray. Amen. My dear friends, I thank you for listening today. And I hope you will contact me at father.danjones@outlook.com at outlook.com. That's my email address. And if you haven't already done this, I would love for you to do that so I can have your email address. And if you like hearing these talks, I will notify you each time I do one through email. That's much easier for me. And so I'd appreciate it if you would uh, let me know through email that you're listening and any thoughts or questions you might have. God richly bless you.